Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And he has driven out all his own. He walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, a, a gentleman came to confession, and the first thing that he said was how angry he was. He had some other choice words, but how angry he was that having had to wait in line for an hour and a half <laughs> to, uh, to get to his confession. And so I said, well, as a penance, uh, you can pray for more vocations to the priesthood. <laughs> and he said, yeah, touche. <laughs> and that actually wasn't, wasn't, wasn't his confession, actually. But <laughs> um, You know, we have our, our gospel today, and our Lord begins the gospel by describing the life of a shepherd. And so our Lord talks about how a shepherd is one who takes care of his sheep. Uh, there's the gatekeeper that opens the gate for the sheep and leads them out. The shepherd calls them by name. The sheep, they recognize his voice. They follow him. And so our Lord is describing the life of a shepherd. The Lord is describing how the sheep react to, to the shepherd. And then we get to the end of this first part of the gospel, and it says here that the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. And I think the, probably the Pharisees didn't recognize it, probably the disciples didn't even understand what our Lord was trying to say to them. Because our Lord was describing the normal life of a shepherd. He was describing what a shepherd normally does. He's describing how the sheep normally react to the shepherd. And you know, so they're just, the Pharisees are just thinking, gosh, well, Jesus is just describing what normally happens in ordinary life. So what's, 
What's in it for us? What's the lesson here? What is he, what is he trying to, to tell us? And, you know, and even for the disciples themselves, right? This is kind of a, you know, it's kind of like, hey, so, so what's going on? What is our Lord actually trying to tell us here? And then our Lord continues by saying, by talking about himself specifically. And so he says that I am the gate. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the gate. And then our Lord describes three effects or three realities that we experience if we recognize that Christ is the gate. He says, I am the gate. And if you recognize myself as the gate, you will be saved. If you recognize that I am the gate, then you will come in and out and you will find pasture. If you recognize that I am the gate, you will have life. You know, in a certain sense, at least myself, as I was preparing these words and, and thinking about uh, the gospel today, I was thinking, well, that's, uh, that's pretty good criteria for what it is to be a priest and how I would know whether or not uh, I'm being the priest that God is, is calling me to be. You know, and I think even too, by extension, as parents as well, there's probably pretty good criteria uh, to, uh, to live and to know, to meditate upon, and to recognize, am I being the parent that God is asking me to be? And I remember when I joined the, the seminary, well, I was probably in the seminary about a year or so, and I went to my spiritual director, and I had a, on a piece of paper I had written out uh, my plan of formation, because you know, the Legion of Christ tends to be a little bit longer in its years of formation. So I, was, so I laid out for him, you know, I'm going to be a priest in 10 years, and, and each of the stages of formation that I was going to be doing. And then I told him, this is, and I wrote on there, like, this is what I'm going to be doing when I'm a priest. And he goes, oh, well, let me, let me see that piece of paper. So, yeah, so I give him the piece of paper, and he goes, ah, okay. <laughs> and he said, Josh, just be open to where God is leading you. And, you know, and that's the reality that... Um, I think we live as priests. I also think it's a reality that we all live as parents as well. I think the day that we got married, I'm sure, you know, I know the day that I was ordained, the day that we get married, we enter into this reality and enter into this sacrament with certain ideas, with certain things in our head, certain things that we're going to accomplish. You know, and then, and then life. <laughs> and then life happens. And we realize that there's just... Our Lord has a different adventure in plan for us. Yes, I'm a parent. Yes, I'm a priest. But our Lord has a completely different adventure in mind for us. If we recognize our Lord as the gate, he says, whoever enters through me will be saved. Whoever enters through me will be saved. You know, you think about... Uh, the idea that people have of God, probably the idea that the Jews had of God. And God was a stranger. At best, God was a stranger. And probably in many circumstances, he was an enemy. And our Lord tells us that if we enter through him, we will be saved. That we will experience God in a completely different way. That Jesus has made God accessible to us. 
that Jesus has introduced us to a personal God. That Jesus has introduced us to to a God that is loving and is merciful. Not, Not some idea or some reality that is very distant from our life. But yet a God who is very close to us and a God who loves us. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Whoever enters through me will experience God himself in their personal life. Our Lord continues, I am the gate, and whoever recognizes me as the gate will come in and go out and will find pasture. And whoever, whoever, whoever recognizes me as the gate will have that sense of security and, and will be safe. The sheep will be able to come and go without fear. They'll be able to come and go with trust, with confidence. They'll be able to come and go with respect. Right? And all of those realities kind of sum up what it is to be obedient. Right? To come and go. To come and go and to live closely with God himself. Right? To live obediently with God. To live obedience with joy. Not to live obedience as some as some form of, of submission, but to be able to live obedience, to live a life with God and to live it with joy. Right? They will be able to come and go and find pasture. Right? By truly living obedience, we'll be able to experience the, the, the lushness and the greenness of a true pasture, not some arid desert land that sometimes obedience can feel like. <laughs> I'm going to just suck it up and, and do it, right? The church says it. You know, I don't want to do it, but you know, I'll do my best. But to actually experience the goodness of God in our obedience. Right? Obeying a person, not having a relationship with a person, not having a relationship with a command. This is what creates security. I am the gate, and I came so that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Right? Our Lord invites us to a super abundant life. By having a relationship with Him, our Lord invites us to a super abundant life. A life with a purpose, a life that is worth living. Living a life with a with a vitality. And for me, the the clincher in this one promise of our Lord is that I came so that they might have life. I came so that they might have life. I didn't come so that I might have life. I didn't come so that I might feel good about myself. But I came so that they might have life. And our Lord recognizes that his life has value beyond himself. I came so that they might have life and that they might have an abundant life. These realities of of, of drawing people closer to a personal relationship with God, of feeding them and giving them a sense of, of security and a life without fear, 
right, this reality of a superabundant life, and that we have the capability of living a life beyond ourselves, just as our Lord did. And I look at this and I think, well, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good program for a priest, <laughs> to invite people to, to, first off, living it myself, and inviting people to that same reality. You know, the other day, I was, uh, I was walking out here. I had my little earplugs in my ear, and uh, somebody came up <laughs> and said, uh, Hey, Father, hey, what you, what you listening to there? <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said, Well, I'm listening to uh, Sister Fel- uh, St. Faustina's diary on Divine Mercy. And I said, You know, I'm right at the part where uh, she's blasting the priests. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, and she's, you know, she's had all these confessors in her life. And, uh, you know, and they're like, she's getting frustrated because they just don't understand her. And, you know, she's like, God has given me this mission, but these priests, they just don't want to understand this mission that, that God has, has given to me. And uh, so as I'm listening to this, actually, I'm getting frustrated with St. Faustina. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't like hearing this stuff. But, uh, but no, it's, I think it's good for us priests to, um, you know, to hear those things and you know, and also to, to be open to, um, you know, to the invitations of our Lord in our life. And, and I just, and I say this because I invite you all, because we need you all as well. And we need you all to pray for us. We need you all to encourage us. And Pope Benedict, actually, in a, in a speech that he gave to the clergy in Rome, uh, it was probably like 10 years ago, or more, actually, he died. Oh, well, anyway, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he said, he told, he told the priests, he said, have good friends among the lay people, but have people choose friends that will encourage you in your priesthood and that will challenge you in your priesthood. And so I just invite you all and ask you all to please pray for uh, me and all priests. Um, and you know what? And, uh, you know, and if you want to challenge us, yeah. <laughs> uh, bring it on. I'm, I'm very happy to have those, those discussions. So please pray for priests, and please pray for more vocations to the priesthood. And on this day of Good Shepherd Sunday, maybe I would invite us as, as families, when we, uh, when we go home today, to maybe pray a little prayer for vocations. We entrust ourselves to God the Father, who judges justly and holds us firmly in his hands. With hearts filled with confidence, we now pray. For the bishops, the shepherds of the church, that they will be filled with zeal and have the heart of Christ, the Good Shepherd, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who govern with favored truth, justice, and a commitment to peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have gone astray like sheep, that they will hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, the guardian of their souls, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the children preparing to receive First Holy Communion, that the gift of the Holy Eucharist will draw them into an unending friendship with the Lord, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations of the priesthood and the consecrated life, especially from our own parish community in this world day of prayer for vocations, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for Jennifer Bond for healing. We pray to the Lord. 
Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirmed, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those intentions that we hold dear in our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join all the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. God, rest in peace. Loving Father, you sent your Son and raised him from the dead so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Keep us obedient to our new life in him. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.